She's got a mouth like a medical droid. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is House. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata. I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the Monsieur Crouquet, Fabulou Bouquet, Manitou Boucher, Justin Waddell. What's going on, super sir? Sound like Jean-Claude Van Damme. I just want to it. Uh, is that from Universal Soldier? Yeah. That's the quote, right? That's the. That's an incredible film that I have not seen for a long time. Jean-Claude still out there? Killing it. Still doing it, huh? Did you see that dancing video of him when he's like dancing on some show when he was younger yep. and he had a yep. gigantic boner? Yep, and so did I now. And then he also danced in a another movie like a break. I forgot it was like Breaking or something. Do you ever watch? It was one of the early streaming wins. His his show. Remember, like he had a show on Amazon exclusively called like mm-hmm. John Claude Van Damme Van Johnson or something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch it? No. Come on, man. Remember, it was back when they would have. I don't know if you remember. It's this. when streaming was the death curse. But it was like they'd ha- Amazon would go, "Hey, we're going to make a show," and they'd order like five pilots, and you'd vote on it. Remember? And then yeah. they'd make one or two of them. They thought that was going to be the way. It's so funny. I was reading a tweet. Stephen Van Zant said uh, he was liking a tweet where somebody said, "I liked Tulsa King better when it was called Lilyhammer." He liked that tweet, huh? Yeah, because I guess he felt like he was there first. Do you think that um you have not? There's no way you've seen uh, Lilyhammer, right? Hell no. So you couldn't know, and that's a Netflix original. Is that what it was? Netflix? Yeah, I thought it was Amazon, but yeah, um, he plays a mafioso who gets reassigned to a remote area. I'm sure that's where the comparisons end. Well, they're both huge movie stars, so you're right. How are you doing, Nick? I just we just actually we're doing something no. a little differently. You don't want to te- you want to tease out the magic here. You want to. Tell Do you everybody. want to tell them? Tell, yeah, all right. We're recording these back to back. A lot of podcasts actually do that, where they mm-hmm. just they do a whole session. But ours is hard because we put so much deep thought into this. If you listen to Noah, you'll know that's not true from my end because I don't have anything to say that's interesting. Nick, you're carrying that show. You had said on Instagram, you put the question out to the fans. You jokingly, you said. <laughs> Name something you guys like from the last episode we did that not not Justin that nothing from Justin only me basically, and I think it would be harder to ask them name something that you like that I said because I've that's been, not true. You you get more call outs than anybody. There is no way 
you have you you're you had some delight like i'm not gonna brag about our no episode yet but i will you had some very funny stuff on that i was just treading water saying how much i didn't like darinovsky there's only so much of that you can listen to before you start not liking the person saying it you know no it's not it's not true we're back in calm waters now though we're back we in, are a, back a in the wheelhouse similar similar plot to noah but yes ding Would dong you? you're dead that's the tagline right let me have that poster on my ceiling that poster is incredible, actually. It's the, one of the best parts of the film is, is kind of the marketing for this film. I forgot. We've already done a movie in this series. We have. I, I can't believe it. It's uh, We did it with our, our good friend, um, Hawkins. A- Andrew Hawkins, and, and he's the one that brought it to our attention. It's the third unofficial third entry in this movie. Well, he didn't bring it to our attention. He was able to find a copy of it. I, that's a movie I used to watch all the time. I never saw that movie, so I assumed it was him. He seems to be kind of... The per- he's certainly the person that suggested us to do it, right? Yeah, because I th- I hadn't seen it on any home video format since I lived in an apartment after you know high school. One of our finer episodes is how, and we had a guest on that episode. It was called House Three What, and it's not really called House. Oh, it was 3, called right? it was called the Horror Show. The Horror Show, but it is unofficially and unrelated to this a part of this the House franchise. And there's four movies in this franchise. Only two of them feature William Cat. Yeah, we'll get there. I mean, do we want to get there now? I mean, we're already starting to talk about it. Why not? You know, we can do a little different. You got to still intro it, though. I mean, I don't. I just want to see if you know. Like, is yeah, there anything want... you're excited about seeing? It's a good is question. There... Yeah, uh, am I excited about anything that's coming out for the summer? I, you know, here's one thing. Are you excited I... for the Flash? Yes, and I'm very excited for Asteroid City. And that comes out, must come out soon because I'm seeing marketing for it. When does it come out? Week, weeks from now. I think I mentioned this on the podcast. Uh, when I was at my, we shot for my, you know, the last one, my grand, my in-law's house. Uh, which one did we do? Just well, came out. Blue Steel. Blue Steel. On that, I revealed on the way to Michigan on the plane, I had watched half of Two Leslie. On the plane ride on the way back, it was no longer available. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I had my whole plan to watch it. It wasn't on there. I, I searched for like 10 minutes trying to find it. I was like, is it is it under the two Leslie or something? I couldn't find it. And you know, it's hard to search for those things on that stupid touchscreen and the seat touchscreens. I get home, Netflix has it, so okay. I watched it. I weeped. I was in tears from two Leslie. It it really moved me. It's not Mark like Maron got- not Mark Maron is good in it, but you know Andrew Riceborough. It's it's like one of those movies. that's kind of cliched, like you've seen the story before, sort of. But and Allison Janney's in it. It's just a, it's just a touching movie. It has a it has a kind of a nice end to it but yeah broke my heart that's a good one i'm looking forward to the black demon what is that it's josh lucas versus a shark wow okay that's we'll have to zoom in are you looking for the forward to the new season of black mirror yes because that i saw the trailer for that looks pretty good yeah it's it's gonna be a fun time we're gonna have some good shit i started watching industry and made it through the first season of that it's an hbo show that people still hasn't watched half the marvel shows and uh people are recommending it that if you like Succession, which I do, and it is pretty good. I think that it's a very erotic show in a weird way. It's, so they have like you know the industry stuff that's about these young kind of interns at this that that are like kind of traders, right? Like they 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 they're they're all up in people's stocks and shit. But their nightlife and all that stuff, they're they're always scrumping and doing sex stuff. Do, do I get to see Ween? Yes, of course. Yeah, there's right. Ween. I like it. I like it. It's it's interesting, but it's maybe not that great. It's not so far not super great. But it's I like hard it. to follow up Succession. Right, it is. But that's the show I'm watching right now. What about you? Are you watching anything new? Nope. I'm kind of off. I'm off of it. Uh, I've been told I should watch 
industry? No, there's a couple of shows that I've been told I should give a shot to. I, I'll get to it. I don't feel I don't feel as compelled to watch anything right now. So the Bear season two is coming out pretty soon. It looks like I'm not interested. Oh, did you like the Bear? Didn't watch it. That's too bad because you would like that show a lot. I think. Why? Why are you? Why are you have aversion to it? I don't need anybody that's in that show. You should watch it. It's quick and it's good, and Oliver Platt's in it. If If Danny Masterson was on it, I'd watch it. Going away, going away for possibly life. That guy. Are you sad? No, I think he's a huge, gigantic piece of shit. Yeah, he should go away to jail. See a wild piece of shit. He sucks, man. He's he's a horrible person. Scientology couldn't save him. He's going to jail, I think. Get him off the streets. Fuck him. Doesn't he have a brother too? He does. He was on Malcolm in the Middle. I don't know his his brother's name. Something Masterson. I'm gonna zoom in. Sam Masterson. <laughs> Timmy yeah. Masterson. Right. Bat Masterson. I get it. One of those. Yeah. yeah. Well, he'll be uh he'll be getting wrecked. He'll be getting wrecked in prison. I, I started to watch, they put that Jared documentary from Subway up on Netflix. Started to watch some of that. And it was it was bad. Why would you watch that? Because Netflix is just like, all they do now is just make shitty, like, salacious documentaries now. Just I just need, you know, just kind of, to, to, just for some tips and stuff like that. Like the kid from birth. <laughs> it's our birth uh, boy. Jared from Subway, is this a, a joke or is this a real documentary? It's got to be real that Netflix would do this, right? Yeah, and it's it, it's obviously regurgitated from someplace else because there's these weird, every few minutes it says, warning, some images, some things may be unsuitable for children or whatever. Mm-hmm. Jared himself. He sucks. He's in jail, but he's he's like due for, he's going to get out like at some point. When you got talent like that, you Subway, can't be contained by the bar. Subway made a lot of money off that guy. He was like he was like the dude for for Subway for years and years and years. He, did they blow it? I mean, I guess that they beat until it's then until he got convicted of like child pornography or owning. Do you think they lost money because of him ultimately though? I don't think so. I bet they didn't. I just they they it, just pivoted. I think they pivoted away from I him. have I have not eaten a Subway sandwich since he got caught. Had one two days ago. <laughs> I go, that's a once a week thing for me because I can get like a low calorie sub there. It's like pretty boring, but it's easy. And I go there. You don't, it's the thing about Subway is it's fairly tasteless. It's not a great sandwich, but it's easy. Where If you're going to go to a sub place, where do you go? If I have my druthers, I'd go to Rising Roll, but there's only one within reasonable distance. It's, it's, not it's a lot too much sandwich too, but they do a good job. You're right. Are you talking about I, the one in Alpharetta? Yeah, in Haynesbridge. Otherwise, if the chains, you know, it's talking about awful people. Mm-hmm. I used to like Jimmy John's, but that guy's a horse's dick. He is. But I, you know, honestly, I'm not a sandwich. You know, I'll, I'll my favorite, honestly, my favorite sandwich in the state of Georgia is BB's Bagels. Their tuna salad on. A I bagel. don't know it. I, I'd like to go there with you because I do like a bagel sandwich. It's, I really do. This place is packed out. There is a line every day. They close at two. Always packed out. Is it what's and it called? Beep? Shithole. Bronx bagels. It's, but it's, it's BB's. Cool. Is it? Is it? Um, is their mascot the robot from Deadly Friend? Yes. Yes. Um, it's actually it's the mascot is a, a guy in his underwear shooting himself in the genitalia with a BB gun. Can I ask you why you're just not bringing it up? You always like offline, and you swear not to me to not tell anybody. I, I'm just sick of keeping the secret. You just wax poetic about firehouse subs you can't get enough you're always in firehouse subs you look go there every couple of days kept saying i love their bread i love their sauces i love firehouse subs yeah i love eating sub sub sandwiches made by people 
it from a different industry. You wouldn't see me get a guy, the public sandwich guy, to go put out a fucking fire. Firehouse subs. They, it started out because this guy would make subs. I guess imagine for his uh, fellow firemen, and they're like, "Hey, John, these are good, man. You should start a business. Why don't you name it Firehouse Subs?" And he does, and he and he took his mediocre sandwiches to franchise heavens, right? Yeah. Do you remember Schlotsky's? It's a bad sandwich. I just said that to Stacy, my wife. I we passed when I go. Oh my god! I haven't thought about Schlotsky's for years. We should go there. Uh, it's, are, the, it's the round sandwich, right? It's like a they're round and toasted, right? They have a bite. They have a bite to them. They give, it's all about the bread. It's like a focaccia bread or something there, right? It's like a it's no, spongy. No, it's, not, it's spongy. Yeah, it's more like an English muffin with with an ass on it, you know. But it's big. It's like eating yeah. like a weird. It's like a weird, eating like a huge whopper, but it's like a sub. But there's melt going on in there, and there's there's a you know a bunch of different. I go there. You want to go? We should go. Let's go there this I'm, week. I'm what off are you bread. doing tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? You're off bread. Been off bread for a month. Yeah, plus a month, over a month. Let's well, let's break it. Let's break. You're off bread. Let's get on bread. Let's get yeah, on that, Schlotsky's. Yeah, that's your. Can you imagine cheating with Schlotsky's? I can. Speaking of Firehouse, let's fire the house episode across the bow of our listeners. Guys, it's the movie Microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We burst at the seams with piss. We give a shame in a bath bomb. Bang pots and pans in the funeral home. Wake up confident to kick ass to the paper mache power king. Put some thought into caramel. Act like Svengali at the JCPenney. Get all lubricated. Sweat through the ass chaps. Watch a movie through a set of burst-assed eyes. Eyes that have been deceived by time and space. Eyes that have been rancid, stupid ass, super gene eyes. Pop a movie through it, see what makes or breaks. Share with the likes of the listeners. If we're talking about wisdom, we're talking about a scene where Emilio Estevez goes to third base with Demi Moore into the bleachers and then goes to fourth base with Pennywise. It's about the little moments. And there's a ton in today's feature, folks. House! There's a movie that's held up. Wisdom. Having a moment, wisdom, you man. You can't hold up if you never had a backbone to start with. It's about a man gets his wisdom teeth out, right? Is it the whole yeah. story? And he's yeah. dating Demi Moore, and she's like, wants to kiss him, but he can't because it hurts too much for three days. Is it's that a better what plot? This... It's a better plot. Emilio's like, I need my Badlands. My dad had one. Did he direct it? Of course he did. He's in his twenties directing. A Badlands wannabe. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think his character's name is John Wisdom. Remember, she goes in for that kiss, and he's like, ow! Two, no, give it another day or two. Ow! Starts crying. Yeah. It's good. Um, I was going to tell you, I had, you, you mentioned caramel. I just had a caramel sundae from Dairy Queen. We went, we took the kiddos to the Dairy Queen because we had a gift card. And I didn't know what to get. I panicked and I got a caramel sundae. And it was actually a good, it was a good, I didn't want to get like a peanut butter parfait. You know, they're staples, right? The blizzard, the peanut butter parfaits. I wanted something simpler. I got the caramel sundae. It was delightful. I got a rule, man. If they don't hold it upside down before giving it to me, I ain't eating it. I wonder how many times that's failed. Right. Because they do hold it down upside down every time, right? If they you, don't, it's free. You think it's ever failed? It has to have oh, failed. Absolutely, it's failed. Blizzard fails. There's got to be some they, kind maybe of. Maybe they forgot, like they were holding a Mr. Misty at the time, forgetting the blizzards in their other hand. <laughs> That's know? amazing. Just keep going until you see it happen. That sounds like uh, the plot of Noah. But anyway, we went to Dairy Queen. When was the last time you've been? Very recently. They built one right up the street from us. Was it good? So, yeah. The only problem is they play only Christian music inside. The one by us has never had great service. They close the dining room, can't go in, so you're kind of stuck at the drive-thru. It's always been kind of a strange 
experience there. But my son got mad. He was like, I, I thought I was going to get a, a chocolate sundae. He wanted a chocolate ice cream cone. I was like, I don't think they do chocolate at Dairy Queen. I think it's all vanilla. Do they have chocolate ice cream there? You're thinking of Wendy's, and they only do chocolate there. Although no, they do now. They used to only do chocolate at Wendy's. And they also do like a strawberry one sometimes. They, they do they, now. And yeah. they, they do now. But they do vanilla too. But they used to only do chocolate. Yeah. Dairy Queen chocolate's like, are you kidding? That's just them cracking their knuckles. They could do chocolate in their sleep. I just don't. I think it's. I thought it was all vanilla based. Like when you get, and you get shit around it or in it. Oh, I don't know about that. Because he got, he that. got, what he got was like a, a dipped cone. You know, you used to be able to do that with us. But Stacey, my wife was upset because they didn't have the strawberry dipped. I'm talking too much about Dairy Queen. My bad. Let's 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 go to house. Do you do you equate Dairy Queen with victory like I do? With the movie Victory? No, it's just victory in general. No, I do not. Why? In Alpharetta, when I was a kid, Dairy Queen was the only show in town, really. Oh, after like and a sporting event, after Little League, if we yeah. won, we got to go to Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. We didn't win a lot, but man, did you ever get had... their burgers? The burgers aren't like I used the to burgers, eat their burgers a little bit. Yeah, they're, I think I think Dairy Queen is probably my favorite of the of the bullshit burger places. Is it is it Dairy they're Queen? They're always messy. They always look like old Bob. You know, yeah. like a Burger oh, yeah. King. It looks like Vincent when you mm-hmm. get your burger, but Dairy Queens look like old Bob. Looks like they <laughs> like they had a rough childhood. It's you a know? Huge zoom. Is it a Brazers that that that's the they call it a like. Is it a brazier or brazier? What is it? Is it the Dairy Queen brazier? Is the one that has the food and the ice cream? I thought that means they. Yeah, probably. And the porn and isn't that a porn site too? Yeah, brazier. Brazzers That's brazier. Brazier. Yeah, oh, my fault. But they do have they have a Dairy Queen there too. <laughs> so, what's your relationship with House? I mean, it's a good one. I I love this movie from when I was younger. Probably saw it on video, like on. You know, watching horror films in high school, watch House. It's a horror comedy, so I, I really like horror comedies. I remember very, there's a scene in this. And I, well, well, just got good news for you, baby. What? The blackening is coming. There's a scene in this that I remember, that, and we'll get to it, and I'll, I'll tell you why, but they kind of gave me... A hard-on. No, I just, I felt like it, it was a new way to look at fear, and it sounds so dumb to say it, but like... There's a. I used to be a scared little kid. I, I used to get scared of monsters in my room and aliens. Like I always think aliens would like, z- z- you know, beam down into my room or be outside my window, and I I would have so much trouble sleeping. And there's a scene in this where a monster comes out of the closet and attacks the hero, and his reaction to it is incredible to me. Is he just buys a bunch of camera equipment and sets it up so he can capture it when it happens again. Yeah. And I just love, I always remember that scene as being like cool because it's not, it doesn't do what you expect it to do. Well, it was um, on the heels of Poltergeist too, which had a, a lot of trying to photograph creeps. Yeah. But this, it was funny to see someone's reaction to something that scary be, I'm excited. I want to make sure it's real and I want to capture it somehow. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. Poltergeist is, Poltergeist, really, that, that's a movie that actually really freaked me out. This movie. I, I am in love with the idea that you thought aliens were going to beam you out. Or show up in your room. It's fun. It's funny to say now, but like when I was a kid, I was so I was terrified of it. It had something probably to do with close encounters or something. I used to be terrified of close encounters. You know, like I had the car, the trading cards, and it's before I even saw the movie. The trading cards freaked me out so much. I thought those aliens from the trading cards were going to appear in my room. You mean the children? Yes. And it That's was like amazing. nothing, nothing worse to me, like the, the, those aliens. Yeah, it is the most milk toast, of course, alien alien film of all time. 
It is, and it, and it's beautiful that movie, and I, I love the spaceship. Like I used, to, and you know, speaking of William Cat, I was a huge fan of, and he's in this movie. I was a huge fan of his mo- his series, Greatest American uh, Hero. Greatest American Hero. I loved that show. I loved it. Yep. I loved him on it. And so I know why is the way he flew. I love that, but I also love the spaceship in that. It was very similar, kind of to Close Encounters. You know, there's this big spaceship in the pilot of that. It, it drops off the super. See, I was I was sort of like the opposite. I would leave milk and cookies for the aliens. I'd leave, Course. you know, we're different. Yeah. I had a, a mold made of my asshole, and I'd put it next to the bed. You know, just. To but you weren't you weren't a scared kid. Like you, you, this stuff didn't freak you out, right? I I was, and it, you know, it's sad because you get older, and there's other things to be afraid of. You kind of wish there were aliens. It. Yeah, I've made up for it. I've made up for it. Now I'm scared of other things all the time of course know? me too but yeah you wish that you i long for the days where i was scared of aliens for sure you know my son is I always talking he gets scared of stuff sometimes and i always tell him oh yeah there's no you know and but you know that i was exactly the same way when i was his age so i feel like i'm bullshitting him this movie features a lot of pedigree you got fred decker was involved in the writing steve minor sean s cunningham big names in horror if you're a fan of early 80s stuff, you know, Night of the Creeps came from Fred Decker, Monster Squad, Sean Cunningham and Steve Miner were involved in the Friday the 13th franchise. You know, this is one that, for me, was a vital piece. I think it was one of the more mainstream and universally appealing horror films. Like, I couldn't show Evil Dead 2 to everybody. I could show House to everybody. And it was special. And it's funny because now, revisiting it, there is a lot of crossover between the two, and it makes me happy. It's almost like the... Uh, mainstream version of 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 what evil dead 2 means to me in a way it's it's weird because this movie came out before evil dead 2 and i you know house is a movie i really like but i've only seen it maybe twice or now three times um but i remember it very well but evil dead 2 i saw 50 times and so i never realized that there is quite a bunch of like you're saying there are similarities between the two i mean weird similarities like including like a, the harpy creature specific it's very yeah. specific so and the other thing i would say is they also feature an absolutely magnetic central performance william cat is amazing in this movie mm-hmm. amazing as he's as 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 bruce campbell was in the evil dead he is a star in this movie so much yeah. fun he is fun, and it's it's like a comedic performance. But he he also he also his character has got quite a backstory. So it's a comedic performance, but he has a PTSD from Vietnam. He had a bad, horrible experience there, and then his son disappeared and is divorced, uh, and then his now his aunt who raised him just died. So like he he struggled, but he still finds uh, and then he uh, you know then he still finds uh, as he's kind of I think descending into madness, so to speak. He he does find. Or the movie finds some humorous moments, but yeah, he's great in it. Like he he is great, and he you know what he always was great. He yep, he was good in Carrie. He he was good on that show. You know, an American, uh, Grace American Hero. It's a funny, yeah, it's a funny show, but also dramatic. It's it's one of those shows that kind of genre hop like the, but you know, I think it's on for like one or two seasons. But oh, Connie had a great had a great theme song too. Connie Selka in this, by the way. Is that Robert Culp as well? Robert Culp. Yeah, that show was about a, a guy who discovers a super suit and then immediately and the aliens like deliver the super suit to him. The first thing he does, it has it comes with a manual. The first thing he does, he he decides he's going to shrink. That's one thing he can do. He shrinks and then he unshrinks, but he forgets to hold the manual when he unshrinks. So he shrinks the manual down, but then doesn't hold it. So then he loses the, <laughs> loses the manual and never knows how to, that anything works in the suit. It can do everything, but he doesn't know how to do it. And then it's just a fun show. Like it's like, but I, I like there's a, there's a, also speaking of being scared kid, there's an episode of that show where it's a haunted house episode where this show is hilarious. 
It's very funny. And then they decide in one episode, it's going to terrify everybody. And he goes into a house and it's haunted and there's a monster in the house and it's played dead serious. It's freaky. I watched it recently because it terrified me as a child. I, I was betrayed by that show because I loved it so much. And then it dropped this nightmare on me <laughs> and I thought about it for since then. So I watched it recently. I think I watched it last year or something. And it's just still scary. See. I mean, it's effective. I, it's not, a, it's not that scary, but I could see what freaked me out is that there was some telepathic thing happening and there was like a, mar- a monster within the walls of this house, and it was it was like hurting him, like psychologically, and he was in pain, and it freaked me out because you you never saw the monster, and it was just weird. I'm very talkative during this one. Sorry, sounds sounds dumb. Uh, I'll shut so, up for a while. Let's talk about who's in this. We got Bill Cat, George Wentz from Cheers. Yeah, you got Kay Lenz. Got Richard Mall from Night Court. Got a bunch of sitcom actors in here, TV stars. You got legendary character actor, actor Michael Ensign. Yeah, who shows up as the, I guess the what the uh, lawyer at the beginning of this movie? James Calvert plays grocery boy at the beginning. By the way, mm-hmm. that grocery boy, can you tell who he looked like a young version of in a big way? Steve, I, I checked just to see to it, the the years don't jive. Yeah. Looks like a young Anthony Jeselnik. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that guy's still working as an actor. I looked him up. Yeah, and then Ron Carroll plays a cop in this. He's another familiar character actor. Plays a cop that comes to the house. Yeah, and, and there's 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 also that other cop. The two cops are both recognizable in this. They Actually, the one cop well, was in Stephen Uncommon Williams. Valor. Yeah, Stephen Williams from the X-Files. Yeah, and yeah. the guy from Uncommon Valor. Yep, yep. What was that but guy's Ron name? Carroll's the older guy who comes. He's got, like, the nicest, most likable face. He's just such a nice-looking guy. So yeah. friendly. I think that oh god, there's another one. And Steve Miner's son is in it too. Yeah, one of the little boys. Uh, I see the one that plays William Cat's son or the, the neighbor's the neighbor, son. The neighbor's son. Yeah. yeah. So what's the premise of this guy? So Roger Cobb is a, is a Stephen King esque writer who, like you said, was in Vietnam. He's in. He's been divorced. He lost his son, who inherits this house when his aunt kills herself, and decides to live in there to work on his Vietnam book, and then is visited. By creatures and creepy crawlies, uh, all tied to something from his past. Yeah, the son uh, in a flashback goes missing. He doesn't he doesn't die. Like he just disappears from the house, and it's caused a divorce between him and his wife. And you know he's obviously been devastated by this. But you know he's on he's on recovery road, so to speak. Like he's a he's a famous author, and he's a, you know at the beginning of the movie he's actually at a book event signing uh, autographs, and it's and a cavalcade of weirdies. Yeah, and and the the dude that says I'll treasure this always has always stuck with me. Yeah, the, that nerdy guy. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll think of that, and 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 I'll think of that out of nowhere, and try to place what movie it's from. Because I always think it's from something like a John Landis movie or something like that. And then I'm always thrilled when I find out it's from this. So uh, the beginning of the movie, this grocery boy rolls up to this old house and on a moped, Nick. Yeah, love that moped. Red moped. He's got one bag of groceries, paper bag, celery or lettuce sticking out the top. You know, that cliche, like everything jammed in but stuff it's so much so that stuff's jumping you know, he's got i think he's got like reynolds wrap poking out too just so you know there's grocers in it yeah sets sure it down he, talking a lot yep. sets it down and he's like calling mrs hooper he, he hears weird noises and like in this house he goes in he's like hey i'm here i got your groceries i'm gonna drop them up and he hears weird noises so he goes up the stairs and what does he see her weird artwork her weird what artwork. does he say like gross or something it's sick 
Because it is sick. It's like this. It's this artwork of this naked woman, like that's like bisected by wires or something, and then some weird. And he is like sick, but you know that's back then he meant that's gross. Yeah. Nowadays, I mean, yeah. man, that's a compliment. Anyway, he finds he finds this old woman hanging from a noose in her bedroom. That sets the stage for the house transferring ownership to William Katz's character. But you notice what he he's when he's in the house and he's telling her that he's there. Do you remember what he he says? It's the grocery boy. Yeah, he calls the grocery. He calls himself grocery boy. I called foul on that. Superhero man. That's... He would say, "I'm I'm Teddy," you know, the grocery boy. Yeah, he would just he would call himself grocery boy. Well, he's she's old, and so he's trying to like don't you know don't call the cops. It's just grocery boy over here. That's who. I, you know, maybe she doesn't know him by name, so that's why he says that. No, if you think just a little bit, you could. Deep. I think he's her her piece. Let's zoom out real name. quick. Steve Miner directed this movie. A little underrated of a director. Soul Man. Did Soul Man. Did uh, Friday the 13th. Two. Which ones? Two. And he did a couple of them. What's he best known for? Two and three. I'm looking. He did, he did Warlock, which is fun. Oh, no. He did Wild, Heart, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, Nick. Is that I, the Diving Horse movie? That's the Diving Horse film. Oh, my God. He did Forever Young, Mel Gibson, one of your favorite films. Uh, My Father the Hero, which I believe is a Gerard Depardieu. Gerard Depardieu. And if I'm not mistaken, that awful actress from Knocked Up, right? Yeah, she's in Heigl's in that, one of her first films. Yeah, he's a big... Oh, he did Lake Placid. That's it. That's my favorite. And he did a bunch of TV stuff still working, but I think possibly a little underrated of a director. Oh, he did that atrocious Day of the Dead direct-to-video movie. Did you ever see that? No. That's pretty bad. So this dude has done a movie about a skydiving horse. <laughs> not a skydiving horse. I wish. Uh, about a diving horse about a white black man who masquerades as a black man. His whole and, career is trying to get away. From, it seems like it's trying to get away from distance himself from the Friday the 13th movies. Smart man. But then, you know, look, I think a little bit of a... He's, he's got some... He's had an interesting journey, so to speak. I, I think, look, I think he's worth talking about. Anyway, let's, let's talk about the house. Yeah, okay, the house is a Victorian-esque house. Looks a little bit like the house from every other horror movie. Well, remind me, the insides remind me of like a smaller version of the Fright Night house. I dig that. I dig that. At this signing event, William Katz, author, character, teases out his Vietnam book. The fans want to know what's next, because he's a horror author, right? You say right. he's kind of like a Stephen King. He's well, I'm working on a Vietnam book, and the fans aren't interested. They, are, Not they at can't all. even contain their disappointment. You know, they're like, all right, brother. But the, what's interesting about this line of, of fans is there's a bunch of it's like a it's like a cool crowd like a bunch of punks people with like liberty spikes and stuff and dyed hair it's a young crowd you know it's the to 80s it's, they went central casting with with the approach to you that, think so think. it seems very deliberate like i don't think so sir. and his wife is an actress his his ex-wife is an actress when he goes to to look at this house and he's getting getting the tour what sticks out to you the most in this house when he's getting the tour Mm-hmm. Like whenever the 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 lawyers kind of showing him around, and or the the guy that's in charge of the will, the estate lawyer is showing him around the place, and he takes him into the house, and then he takes him into the woodshed. But in those two areas, there's something that sticks out that you know is going to figure into the movie because it looks gigantically Good. fake. That swordfish on the wall. There's this like plastic looking gigantic swordfish that you know at some point it's going to figure in to the movie. But then also they go to the they go to the work shed, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, Evil Dead. And um, 
what does the this estate lawyer do as he's talking to William? Oh, Pat? he he's talking to him and he fires a harpoon gun, almost hitting him in the face. Yeah, he goes, "Sorry about that." Yeah, the, he picks up the spear gun and he, and he shoots the spear right next to William Cat's head, and then they don't even make a big deal about it. Well, William Cat makes a great face, mm-hmm. but that's when you know you're kind of in some weird territory here. I think as soon as that happens. By the way, I'm going to zoom in. William Cat mm-hmm. at his most William Peterson in this movie. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hard disagree because I know where you're going with this, and I remember watching this movie and wanting to own every sweater that he had in this in this movie. He's, I love he's got two amazing sweaters in this movie. William Cat has beautiful hair because I'm known for his hair, kind of curly, his curly locks. William Peterson has got a nice head of hair back in the day. One thing William Cat does, he has sunglasses. He pushes them up. Like up on, to rest on his hair. That's a that's a Peterson move. Wearing crazy '80s clothes. That's a Peterson move. And yeah, at one point he's wearing a uh, a beige V-neck sweater that goes down almost to his navel and no shirt underneath. And it is gorgeous. And that's a that's, that's the second best sweater he wears. He wears a sweater before that that's really thick and looks really comfortable to sit in. Grayish, I think. But there's a the best sweater is at the end of the movie when the ex-wife rolls up. And they, they zoom in on, on her sweater, and it's got ribbons popping off all over it. Little tiny white that. ribbons. Roger Cobb is basically getting acclimated to this house because he's yes. going to do some writing. And and there's a few scenes where, first of all, his wife calls him, and she's obviously in pain, and she needs to talk to him. And he kind of blows her off a little bit, pretends like he's having a party. There's this adorable scene where he opens up the fridge, and it's all TV dinners, and he gasps. It's adorable. It's a- then he chainsaws his hand off. Uh, no. And then it comes to life and attacks him. Oh, Absolutely not. That's not that. They have a flashback where in the, around this moment, they have a flashback to when he loses his child. He's out working in the yard and his son is like runs away and he can't find him. And then all of a sudden his son's drowning in the drowning in the pool. There's a pool out there and he dives in, but he can't find his son. His son's no longer in the pool. Cops come. It's a whole thing. Loses a kid. Doesn't know what's going on. And they cut to the aunt. Oh, the woman. Bat shit. She's thrilled. She's smiling. Can't be. She's like, um, what's his face in the helicopter at the start of a cliffhanger looking at the yeah, mayhem unfold? She reminds me a little bit of the old lady behind the, that works at the, the hotel in, in the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a really interesting, I really like his title that he has for this, this book. He's working on his book and can't really get past the title page. But like I like One Man's Journey. Yeah, it's a one man, one man story, colon, a personal account of the Vietnam War. Platoon, I believe, came out in 86. Mm-hmm. It was gauche to write about Vietnam at the time that this movie was written. And then right. Vietnam became the hottest subject like a year and a half later. Because you had Platoon, Full Metal Jacket, 84 Charlie Mopic, Hamburger Hill, Bat 21. You know, all these Vietnam things. So mm-hmm. sort of prescient in a way. I love, uh, I was so excited for Hamburger Hill for some reason. I don't know why. I know why. Because you were like, are they going to talk about how... Dairy Queens looks like old Bob and, and Burger Kings looks like Vincent. Steven Weber in that, by the way, I think. I think you're right. And here's another cute thing. Where does Roger Cobb sleep? Where does he sleep? Um, I don't know. Well, I can't in remember. The, in the kid's bed. Oh, in the kid's bed. Yeah. Yeah, in his, in his son's bed, right? Yeah, and then we soon meet his uh, his neighbor, played by George Went. And by the way, a fantastic performance in this movie. He's always good. He is so good. There, so there's a scene where... <laughs> you know he's I related? Love... He's uncle, uh, Jason Zdeikis' uncle. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, at least one of them has talent. So Roger Cobb instantly starts to have little issues. 
And you're right. So this closet beast thing happens. Right. And, and it's amazing. It's like yeah. this. It reminds me of the thing at the end of Hellbound or whatever. I don't know what. Anyway, but he opens up the closet, nothing there. And then midnight chimes on the clock. He opens it and this creepy creep comes out, this totally public Long thing. fingernails. And yeah. It's and you could tell that it's so funny because the wall kind of bulges a little bit right before he opens the door. It's so obviously a, mm-hmm. a, a prop or whatever. So Roger Cobb, like you said, he sets up all these cameras and he has this plan to take the pictures, dive down the stairs, dive down the other stairs, and then burst through the door with all this uh, combat gear on. It's adorable. Yeah, he's doing and, a test run. This is after it happens. Yeah, he's doing a test run. Yeah. And he does it, and George Went is standing there with his dog. It's the, it's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah, he does it with a flourish. He, like, he even comes out, like when he lands, he rolls out down the stairs, and he kind of goes up like he celebrates, like he got out. and Right. He's sort of in the Elias pose from Platoon. I don't mean to zoom in, but yeah, Went Went is definitely an intrusive neighbor. Like he is always. That's what I liked about his character is he is just you know pushing on like William Cat. All he wants to do is be left alone. You know, George Went is always pushing his way into his life and, and and soon pushing his way into his house and just showing up in his house, letting himself in, bringing things in, food in as an excuse to hang out with William Cat. Yeah, he's a lonely dude with a pink telephone. Well, you know? it's it's funny because when we first meet him, he's trash talking the old lady, not knowing it's William Katz's. Yeah. And, and then when he says it's Suzanne, he automatically says, "But a charming, you know." Yeah, it, he, but, he but rips the, the shit out of her. He says how terrible she, what a human, terrible human being she was. Because that's my aunt. Yeah, and, but and just I love it. Such a well, sweetie. He, you know? And then he realizes it's Ron, it's 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 Roger Cobb, and he he keeps a destroyed copy of one of his books in his pocket. So that was such a weird choice. So when he realizes it's it's he's the famous author Roger Cobb, he somehow has loose paperback pages from one of his book in his pocket that he drops on the ground it's such a weird choice it is so weird he says can you sign these and he does apologize that it's in bad shape he said it it fell apart and yeah and then things start to kick into overdrive because creatures Mm -hmm. are you know he's starting to get haunted in in various ways you know the animal the the swordfish on the wall the whole stuff with the work shed and the living tools flying around a lot of little gags a lot of fun little gags not all of them are as successful as the other but there's some great little stuff in there well, there's a, so he's he's writing his book, and he and that allows you to have flashbacks to uh, <laughs> Vietnam, which is just it's just be, it's just beautifully done here. I told Nick, I was like, did they? Do you know if they shot this in the actual Vietnam? Looks like that they dressed up a gymnasium or something with. Uh, yeah, it's like they went to Pike Nurseries or to like the. And uh, so they have these scenes, and that's when you meet Richard Mull's character, who plays this uh, soldier who has a bad attitude. And his, um, William Cat asks him, he has a broken cigarette. He goes, hey, can I bum a cigarette? And Mole passes him his cigarette box and he opens it. And there's the cutest, tiniest little snake yep. in the cigarette box. It's like the smallest snake maybe ever on movie screens. It, and uh, have William Cat 28 days later? <laughs> William Cat freaks out. He loses it. Um, but everybody laughs because Richard Mole is... He's got two scenes. He gets a scene where he's being kind of a dick and pranking people, and then he gets shot to death in the next one. Or no, he gets shot to not death in the next one. Like yeah, he and unfortunately, shot. he doesn't play the the, the creature at the uh, the rest of the film. But, and, they, uh, said, but they said that in this, there's a surprise attack that happens right after this prank. A grenade rolls into their little group, and Richard Mall sees it. Every No one dies in this scene. The guys that surprise attack the group all get killed. Yeah, it's, it's a surprise it's, attack fail. It is not the most choreographed uh, sequence. No. They, they look like they're shooting guns for the first time ever. 
Yeah, and Richard Mull goes absolutely nuts and blows everybody away with his gigantic gun. What I think one of the things you're talking about is William Cat's like seeing things. And at one point he looks at the window and he sees that he's he has a he sees his son like right. in the window and he points the remote at it and turns this, the image of his son off with the remote. Which I think is a weird choice. You think Which I wish was an option in real life. You think that he'd this ghostly vision of his son that he lost, you maybe want to keep it in view. He does point the control controller out and turns it off. George went and brings some surprise Chinese food over, which is nice. Roger Cobb kind of invites George Went over, and it turns out he's not there for normal fun. He's there on the auspices of capturing this creature on film or whatever it is. And mm. he's went, gets a hold of Kay Lenz somehow. I forgot how he calls her. Does she call and he pick up the phone? Or I think he just calls her. He's worried about Roger. Imagine yeah. Kay Lenz is his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah and so... There's he calls him, and so what they do is the, what the filmmakers do is the next scene, Kay Lenz shows up at the house, or so you think. But yeah. it's not Kay Lenz; it's a fat witch creature that mm-hmm. has a battle with with our hero, right as the right before the police arrive. And there, so there's this very funny sequence where he is fighting this creature. There's a shotgun, and then there's George Went watching part of it from his, you know, perspective. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, William Cat's dealing with this creeper who's got the squeaky voice. It's hilarious. And he blows it, you know, he shoots it a few times and all that. And then the cops arrive. And there's this whole cute sequence where the the humor and the sort of horror are all balanced. And it's kind of one of the signature moments in the movie to me. One of the things that I, you know, you think of that that creature that looks like something out of the monster plantation from Six Flags or something. Adorable. It's an adorable So, scene. yeah, his wife shows up. And then he thinks it's his wife, and then she turns into this creature. He blows her away. But then when he looks down, it's his wife dead. He thinks he killed his wife. Right. And he stashes her body under the stairs, and the cops show up. Because, you know, like George White calls her. And so he, it's that what Nick's talking about is, like, you're talking about is this whole scene plays out where he's he's trying to get the cops to leave. But he inadvertently, like, he, like is getting them to stay. And, like, he offers, he, they want to go to the bathroom. He's like, okay. And then he offers them, <laughs> he offers them coffee or tea or something, and he tries to take it back. He says but coffee, the, and then he asks him, is it okay if it's instant, instant coffee, he? which is something I, you don't hear much anymore. Well, the best is he says, do you want coffee? Because, I mean, no, like he tries to take it back because he doesn't want them to stay. But he, anyway, it turns out that that is not his wife. Like he thinks that maybe he killed her, but it is not. It is actually the creeper. And, you know, in, in this whole sequence, he finds these floating tools in the work woodshed that are trying to kill him and at one point he's in the bathroom and i think the tools the floating tools like knock on the bathroom door it opens it and they're just hanging <laughs> hovering out there he, he uses the tools to kill the witch he does eventually he yeah he does and he does this cute thing where he opens the witch is about to kill him he opens the door and they behead her mm-hmm. and he goes yes like he's so excited like he planned it all out yeah and then the movie uh... This and this is another thing I, I I remembered very fondly in my memory, and it doesn't work as well as it, I thought it did. They use uh, "You're No Good," the Linda Ronstadt song, while he's doing some body dismemberment, and it's a bad cover of the song, which hurts it a little bit. Yeah, they use two songs. They use this dedicated to the one I love also later on, and I remember that being high comedy when I was a kid. You thought it was funny, huh? The two musical sequences, which I had read that the the film didn't get a great response in its first edit. Uh, when yeah. they screened it for people and they went through and they tweaked it, I, I can only imagine that they added those musical numbers after the fact. In that sequence, he's burying a dismembered monster body all over his yard, and the pretty neighbor, who he spied jogging before, comes over and 
and starts flirting with him as he's burying this body. And so he's trying to distract her. And then as his, as his hand, this, this, you know, this, this, this cut off hand, like you would too, is grabbing at his leg and he's Mm -hmm. trying to kick it away as he's talking to this woman, get her to leave. It's a fun scene. It is fun. And then the movie makes an insane choice. So you think this woman is kind of hot for William Cat? She shows up to his house with her son and basically forces him to babysit the son and doesn't take no for an answer why she goes on a date. And, and, and of course, this kid becomes at risk immediately. The hand at one point yeah. is on his body. Yes. There's all sorts of stuff threatening. And I Here's, love I love the fact that, he first of all, he bathes the kid, which I thought was strange. The well, first thing he a, does is take him into the bathroom and wrenches that hand off his back. Yeah. That is his mom's looking for him. But I, I love this. There's a scene where he's trying to re- trying to find ways to entertain the kid. He says, how, how about a nice plastic bag? Which I thought was probably something they wouldn't say today in yeah. a movie like this, which I love. There, By the way, there's also a Don't Be Afraid of the Dark kind of precursor in this movie. Yeah. The, the one that I worked on. Because there's this the the ant was apparently a painter, and there's a there's a painting that has a section of it covered up by cloth, right? That we discover later. Just like Don't Be Afraid of the Dark had a section that was covered up by cloth. I think House might be the epicenter of of it horror. Could be. Yeah, it could be. By the yes. way, also at the very end, there's a dead a flying deadite kind of thing too. There is. Yeah, it's amazing. I know it's it's crazy. So at one point. William Cat, like, he's watching this kid, and he sits him on this old chair in front of the TV, or he, and then he's working on his book, and he's got it, you know, instead of, I guess back then, you didn't have a lot of options, but he's, he's, uh, the kid's watching, this five-year-old kid's watching his wife's TV show. Mm-hmm. He's talking about and, being a, a, a guy's yeah. been a prostitute his yeah, whole he life. Yeah, he said, I've been a male prostitute my entire life. That's, that's the dialogue that they're showing. But that kid had <laughs> shit hair. He had a shit hairstyle. Yeah, that's, so. he deserved to be watching that program. Yeah. To his credit, that kid, he doesn't doesn't complain. And then he gets pulled away by the weirdest twin goober monsters in this movie. Yeah. Like he is, very weird design. Yeah, they're very rubbery monsters in this, which I like. They're kind of like big feature rubbery monsters. Well, garbage said, pail kids. They're like the garbage pail kids. Well, and also of. remember that there was, a, there was a, something about this movie like there was an... They wanted it to be like Twilight, so the movie was sort of an inspiration. Mm-hmm. And, and remember that episode with the cartoon characters? Yeah. They had mm-hmm. that kind of design as well. Also reminds me a little bit of Dead Alive. There's a little Dead Alive in this to me, too, where the way that the, the baby Selwyn mm-hmm. kind of had those enhanced features, the creature. And there's also a, a work shed and, and tools being used to destroy people in that. Yeah, and that was very influenced by Evil Dead, too, that movie. So we find out who the villain actually is. So this is incredible. Like, so yeah. Well, I was gonna say when she shows up to his house, she says to him, William Cat. She goes, "Are you ready to play?" Like very flirtatious, and then it pans down to her son, and she goes, "This is Robert. He really likes to play. It's insane." And he, the, the he, can I zoom in? The kid mm-hmm. has toys. He's got He-Man figures with him. Do you see what He-Man figures he has? With him? I did not. Skeletor. Nice. But many faces. Buzz Beast off. Man? Oh God! What a bee! I hate him. <laughs> buzz off with him. He's clutching Buzz off. That's his favorite one. The kid sucks. Buzz off gets more screen time than Skeletor in this film. That's a pretty damn good zoom. It is good. This is my my first one. And then they have a flashback to Richard Mole's character, who says, "Is walking through the forest in the jungle and it says magic time," and then gets blown away. Well, he doesn't get blown away. He gets injured. 
He gets shot a lot. But he's still he alive. He doesn't die. Yeah. And he and he tells Bill Cat to kill him or else, basically. But he, William Cat doesn't have time to kill him and doesn't have it in, in his system to kill this companion. And he is captured by the enemy, unfortunately. Yeah, so William Cat's like, I'm going to go get help. And the guy, he, he goes, no. And then as soon as he leaves... The bad guys come and they drag Richard Mole away, and he says, "Am I going to get to meet Frank?" And they're like, "No, <laughs> no, you're not. I'll get you if it's whatever he says to him. I'll get you if it's the last thing I do or something." You know, threatens him, and that's true because he is the main baddie of this movie. His zombied corpse. It's very strange. Taking residence in this aunt's house. Yeah, since Vietnam, he has become a spiritual creep, doing all sorts of weird stuff, causing mm-hmm. her to hang herself, all sorts of dumb shit. It, the movie's worst is when he manifests. There's some really cool stuff where William Cat has to uh, enter this weird realm through the through the mirror, like in Prince of Darkness. Let's right. keep going with the references. And these tentacles and stuff are trying to grab him in there and all that, and he razor blades them. And then he, you know, he goes on a little adventure, finally, you know, going into the swamp where Richard Mole is revealed to be this, you know, this undead military creep talks a little too much. I always hate it when the villain talks that much. Well, especially because the the rubber mask on his face, like the mouth doesn't move right. You so could sweat, you could see the mouth underneath the mouth moving. Like yeah, you see the teeth of the person underneath. Not ready for prime time that 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 mask, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, but it's still fun because you know it's it's William Cat. Well, and so then he lies to went because they're they're. He's trying to tease out this creature again, lies to Went about it being a raccoon, and then they set up and and the monster does attack and he drags starts to drag William Cat into the closet. And George Went is hanging on to William Cat's hand. Just like and just like Cliffhanger, the grip slips. Like all these movies are tying together, dude. There's another one coming, by the way. Another reference to a movie we done recent recently? Oh, yeah. Not Maybe recently, but one we've done. Okay. I do love that. I love that scene. It's funny because when is not really effective, but it's also great because when he does, when Roger Cobb does return, Went is still there napping with a bottle of Jack Daniels in his hand. Yeah, he's sleeping, but he's there. He didn't leave, which right. is cool. And then, of course, it turns out his little, they're not going to have his son be dead. They're not going to do it. And I think the reason they didn't have the neighbor be a, a love interest because they got to reunite Kay Lenz. Will I mean the audience is begging for them to be reunited. Well, Kay Lenz is quite cute in this. I think she, she's she didn't get anything to do. She's got a mouth like a medical droid, but she likes she likes William Cat. So you want them to be together. It's like every time she talks to him, you can tell that there's love there. You know, it's not like she yeah. hates him or anything. There's the the, the scene that kind of remind me of Time Bandits in this. I don't yep. know if this reminded you of Time Bandits. It was like yep. he gets pulled into the closet and then he's hanging out down into this dark. Uh, he's on this like lo- this rope or something and it's this there's line. No, there's no cages hanging there, but yes. No. And uh, that's when the harpy starts attacking, takes his shotgun. And it does a little, it spins it and shoots it. It's so great. Shoots the rope and then he falls very cutely forever into water. Like it just, it, it's yeah. a pretty great shot actually. Yeah. And then, he, and then he, I love it too because he does find his son in a, in a, in a POW cage. And starts getting yeah. stalked by Dick Mole, and then he he they surface in the swimming pool where the child was last seen. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then and then they're chased through the house by this zombie Richard Mole. The kid hides, and here's where it's like another movie. There's a scene where Richard Mole basically he 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 is William Cat is pushed to where he's hanging above these rocks. Breakdown. Okay. Then he, but then he he is able to grab Richard Mole with his belt and pull him down, and he smashes on the rocks like Mark Wahlberg in fear. 
<laughs> I was thinking in Breakdown. Remember when JT Walsh is like. Oh, I do remember. Yeah, I do remember that scene in Breakdown. Remember that one? I'll never forget it. Do you remember what happens whenever he fought? What happens to him? He makes it. The truck hits him and he says, I'm becoming. Remember? <laughs> but when, but remember when Mark Wahlberg gets dashed on the rocks in fear. I do remember it, but at the same time, like, remember his body's not there, so I think he might have survived. God, I hope so. I cannot wait for that film. But tying us back to William L. Oh, yeah. yeah we're, but yeah, and then thank God everything's okay. Roger Cobb wins. He defeats Richard Mole, but it puts because he he decides he's not really afraid of him anymore, mm-hmm. and that's the ultimate thing that'll fuck a baddie up. Is you're no longer convinced that they're scary. He's able to kick, he beats him with his own arm, puts a grenade in him. Kaput. See you later. Goodbye, Richard Mole. Go back to Vietnam. You're fucked. Yeah, and then he, the family is reunited, and it's beautiful. It is nice. Yeah, Kayla shows up in a taxi just in the nick of time. You know. And then the kid has to grin and bear it as they fuck so hard in the kitchen. No, it ends on William Cat on the you know exiting the house smiling, just like seeing his family reunited. He's thrilled, and then it cuts to credits. Do you think he finished that Vietnam book? Hell yeah! yeah. I think he purged everything. A, a lovely movie, aged well, star-making performance from William Cat. Love it. Just I love this. Yeah, he didn't movie. get to do too much like William Cat. He didn't. He wasn't in a lot of. Stuff, I know. I you know, know you did what I did. What? See if you he's look, still working? You, you want you went to look see what he looks like now. I know what he looks like. He just looks like a white-haired version of William William Cat. He was a stunner looker, you know, and he's not anymore, but he's aged well. He's aged well. He looks he looks good, you know. I don't know. He's I, he hits the conventions. Remember, I think he writes comics or something. Like he Oof. Still and, and you still read those, I think. You read the Anyway, did you see did you see the credits at all? Yeah, there wasn't a ton, but I got a few. I got a, one of the best ones, actually. Let's hear it. HGB in this? Oh, God. H. Gordon Booze? <laughs> yeah, B-O-O-S. Perfect for this. Per- perfect for a ghost story. You ain't yeah. kidding. There's another one that's perfect. D-H. I don't have that one. David Householder. Have to hire him. I actually know someone with that name. Last name. What about KB? You got to have KB. I don't. Ken Brocious. <laughs> Fucking Brocious, man. <laughs> Big Wednesday, you fucking William Cat was fucking precious, man. Did you get this is a hard one to say. This is I got a I got a H Y in here. Hallyaya. Hallyaya. Yeah, you got yeah, it. I got it. Yeah. Kinda hard to say. Say it fast a couple times. Can I can I say that they're in the in the credits twice, Hallyaya is? So you had trouble saying it, didn't you? LP? I was thinking of Holly Selassie. LP I don't have. Loman Pauling in here. <laughs> That's a weird name. It is. A it got A C? I don't. They see you in the last one, too. And champion. Oh, wow. Do you get F in here? Fazone, baby. <laughs> we both got F. Fuck it. Of course I have F. Fazone? Hairstylist? Of course I got Fazone. I, do you have any more? Because that was the last one I got. I got KB. What's that? The toy Kathy store? Kathy Butt Try. <laughs> and then I got Richard Lightstone. But I, I just, that's not, I just, Lightstone would be a cool name to have. So I got to I got to zoom out to reality for a second. Mm-hmm. I was at a Chick-fil-A on my way back from North Carolina. And okay, I stopped too bad. and they had a sign congratulating their seniors that work there, right? Class of 2023. Mm-hmm. But they did it weird. They did it alphabetically by last name, so it says their last name and then their first name. I mean, granted, this is this is low-hanging fruit comedically, but some of the names that kids are getting now, right? 
But when they did it last name to first, it was almost like a bunch of Halo characters to me. Okay. So I'm just going to name some. So first of all, one, there's one Kelsey, one Kyla, one Kylie. Oh, like his. Three Ansleys, one Hayden. The rest are normal names. But it's, here's what I love. When you read them last name first, which is how they have it, they have Bear Abigail, which mm-hmm. sounds questionable. They got Leisure Kate. That's amazing. Hampton, That's a Hayden, name. Hampton Hayden sounds like the worst country club bitch I'll ever meet. This is my favorite. Stiff Ethan. Oh, my God. That is a Those are Halo names for sure. And then Young Stiff Ansley. Ethan. But it's like, man, okay, stop naming your kids these names, please. That's all. Ansley's like an old name, though. It's a southern, old, old southern name. And stop adding mm-hmm. extra E-I-G-H's to names that don't need it. That's what I'm asking. Let me Now, get off my lawn is what I'm saying. So, yeah. look, you got to get a tattoo from house on your body. What you get? I'm looking for I'm looking for the pages where I actually wrote some of these. I think we're gonna. I have one. Nice. I'm in trouble, Nick. Mayday. I didn't really put a lot of thought into this one myself. So the tattoo I actually have. I'm gonna bet money we have the same one. Go ahead. So side by side tat of William Peterson and William Cat. William L. Peterson, William Cat. Same William outfit. Tat. William Tat. Same outfit. And they're yep. both one. They're both wearing. And then. William Peterson, one is circled, and then Cat is crossed out. Like, I've made my choice. Yeah. What do you think? You don't like it. You don't like crossing I, out Cat. I disagree. Yeah, I, I don't think they're birds of a feather, but I do I do appreciate that you've permanently inked both of them on your body. Yeah, and I cross out Cat. Yeah, it's rough. But if I ever met him, I would have to explain it away. Yeah. And say that somebody's, you know, I'm a huge Tic-Tac-Toe fan. It has nothing to do with your... Like you just say, I'm allergic to cats. Man, fair enough. So I've got this, the showgirls pool scene mm. where Kyle McLaughlin and Elizabeth Berkeley are hammering each other super hard. That's all you need to say is the showgirls pool scene. I know what you're talking about. And then I've got Roger Cobb's kid flailing in the water in the background behind them. <laughs> I believe they were in the hot tub, though. I don't. No, there is a, a there's there's a, a pool. pool. Yeah, there's a big pool fuck in there. Yeah. I remember that she was quite orgasmic on top of him. Like she's just really over overselling it, overselling, overselling it. for yeah. sure. But maybe that's part of her character. Is that somebody should it, take that scene and overdub McLaughlin from Twin Peaks going "Hello, <laughs> Jackpot"? Just, Look, man, movie's over. Credits are rolled, but lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end. What you got? What's the extra stinger? Scene? Huh? Well, I don't have anything. That's so mine is Roger Cobb is being handed a therapy bill. It looks like a fucking writ of habeas corpus. It's fucking yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. Because his kid was trapped in zombie Vietnam, and they don't have a book for that, you know? Right. So they are parsing through this shit. So you're saying that your son was trapped in a Vietnam hellscape by your zombie compatriot. That's not it. He was also dangling his tendrils into the real world and animating swordfish bodies and sending tools and and weird witch creatures. And and so, I mean, we're just talking years and years of just unpacking and unpacking these poor guys. They have to use stuff at Expander to get this shit out. Right. Mine is that so there's the family's reunited. They they're in um the little you know, it's after it's time for bed. William L William Cat is in his pajamas in bed and Kay Lenz comes in the room wearing the negligee, very fetching. It's I'm time listening. to get time to return to the heat, you know what I'm saying? Let's mm-hmm. get going. William, William Cat looks a little grossed out. Then he sees her, he's like kinda of shaking his head he's like and he's like, you know what? I'm not feeling well. There's a lot of stuff transpired today. 
I don't feel like in the mood. And she's like, it's okay, honey. And she gives him a kiss on the cheek. Even that, like, kind of, you could see his face. He's like, ugh. And so he waits for her to go to sleep, and his eyes pop open. He's wide awake, Nick. He creeps down the stairs, and he goes into the backyard, and he gets a shovel, and he starts digging up the, the, the better monster version. version of his wife. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. He only needs to really dig one hole. No, he, you didn't see it. He has he he dug like eighteen holes in his yard. He, he cut her I all was up. Saying, I'm saying he only needs to <laughs> he only needs to dig out one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. I was trying to. It sounds so creepy. I'm just saying that he's a, maybe he's attracted to the. Yeah. Uh, look, you've been given the finance to have your own sequel to House. Mm-hmm. Money is underneath escrow and it's pumping hard. What are you going to do there? Yeah, William you William Cat did return to the fourth house movie. He, he, they kill him in it. Yeah. And he plays a version of himself that has a different wife and a daughter. It's fine. So it's like they didn't even care about the first one. It's so weird. Um, what would my sequel be? I did like house two, the second story somewhat with Artie gross to some extent. It was had moments. It had that weird little dog creature though, which was very strange. Yeah. And then it had a, uh, John Ratzenberger instead of yep. instead of Norm instead and, of uh, yeah from Cheers and, and Royal Dano as the old ghost man. I don't remember it. I saw it in the theater. I think though I was pretty jazzed for it. I don't know why they just didn't get William Cat to come back. He must not wanted to do it or something. Yeah, I mean they got Ari Ari Gross instead. Steve Miner didn't direct it, right? No, no. and it had um, William Stark in it. That actor who I really liked. He was only in a couple of things, and he was. I thought he was very funny. Who are you, Bozo Clown? No, I'm Bozo the Death Machine. He's just this young actor who was just really fun. He was like a Robert Rustler type. Anyway, go ahead. He's just not, did he just quit or something? His career didn't kill it. William Cat is the sequel. He's, it's his, he, he scrapped the Vietnam book and now he's writing my story. What is, what's the, what's that book called again? I remember it had a long title. I thought it was One Man's Story or One Man's Journey or something like that. One Man's Story of the Vietnam War, but it's, I can't remember. It's a very, kind of long pretentious title but he's gonna instead of that book he's yeah one man's story personal account of Vietnam War he's gonna say one man's story one man's personal account of this haunted house and then he's gonna be right and flashing this is I'm just doing it cheap Nick he's flashback he's flashing back to the first movie you know what I'm saying that's the reason put it very cheap yeah yeah and that's that's how we can entice William Cat to come back in just kind of shoot some new scenes every once in a while George George Wendt comes over how's the writing going you know, and then at the end of the book, he sells the book, and it's a huge hit. Yeah. What do you think? And they say Hollywood's out of ideas, huh? I think this, is, this could work. What about you? What's your sequel idea? Mine's also, it's called House Still. Roger Cobb's son has grown up, changed his identity, and is a know-it-all doctor. Oh, man. Okay. Goes by Dr. House. <laughs> and it's a huge hit. Hugh Laurie in this. Yeah. And it, you find out one of the secrets of Dr. House he operates. The scalpels were all p- floating around. Oh he kept, wow! He really? Some of the floating implement. Yeah. He's got floating implements, huh? Yep. Wow, man. Look, man, you've been given the finance to have your own business associated with house. How are you spending that hard earned? What's the what's going on? I mean, I'm gonna do a house. I'm, I'm gonna sell a house cat, and it is just like a stuffed, like a little a cat you can get. You know, like I, I the other day I'm walking my dog, and I saw, I thought I saw another dog, but it was just a statue in the yard of a dog. Because I was like. Nervous that my dog would, have, yeah, this dog was loose, it would like attack my dog. But I just kept looking at it, it never moved. And it was just this little, someone had put like a dog statue beside, by, beside a tree. Cool. And I would do, I would get a, 
a statue for inside the house, it would be a house cat. But it would be a cat sitting there and William Cat's face on it. Of course. What do you think? I like it. You could just Then you could just sell that and have a little feline. It's like a pun, but, you know, it has the, it, maybe you could have real hair. So everything is statue, but you can still brush the hair. Because, you know, he is, like I said, known for those golden locks. You I can some, move on. What's yeah, your, what's your I've got some good business? news for you. At midnight tonight. The Pope's Exorcist became rentable at five ninety nine. Oh, another Russell Crowe doing a sequel to that. I'm going to have an escape room, and it's going to be a almost perfect recreation of Vietnam. Okay. You got you got to get out of Vietnam. Okay. And I'm going to make it look a little bit more snazzy than the one in the in the, featured in this movie. A little bit I less. I could. How? I love how there's potted ferns. Basically, the first thing you see is potted ferns when they're going to Vietnam. Yeah. But yeah, it's an escape room. You you know you got to. And you can't leave until your innocence has been left behind. You know, you get to you get the Ho Chi Minh Trail. You get to fucking there's there's a there's a demilitarized zone. You got to fucking deal with the politics of the of the region. Hanoi Hilton, fuck yeah, it's in there. I wonder what Kay Lenz is doing tonight. By the way, what do you think she's up to? Sweating, watching industry, doom scrolling right now. Fuck man, what have I gotten myself into? She on Twitter? She on Insta? Kay Lenz, how old is she now? Like seventy? Seventy, I think she's. I like her name. That's a good name. I got best known for house. Oops. There's no way that she's best known for house. That's what it says. First thing that comes up. Really? She didn't do anything in this poor K lens. Look, you're in the she movie. She's on Twitter. She is on Twitter, but she hasn't tweeted since 2018. Still doesn't mean you can't follow her. Oh, God. Once married to David Cassidy. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, my God. Here, that's, she doesn't act anymore. She owns a crafting company. Really? Lens Crafters. So look, you've been um, inserted into the running time of House. What shape yeah. does your performance take? Oh, like if I could be a character in there? Yeah. Interesting. I'd roll up at the beginning of the movie. A moped goes in there, grocery board, finds the corpse, right? And leaves. And then right after he leaves, calls the police. I roll up on a motorcycle, come in with a, two bags of groceries, open the door and say, Mrs. Hooper, grocery man is here. Grocery man is here. Because you see, I rolled out. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And I have two bags of gro- groceries. See? Yeah. And you look like a, an even older version of Anthony Jeselnik. And then I hear something upstairs, too. And then I'm halfway up the stairs and I see that same painting and I go, You're getting better. You're getting better, babe. Nice work, Mrs. Hooper. You know, like I give her, I throw her a compliment. I don't judge. Right. Because she is in the kind of the macabre, right? Like she, like, she, like, her paintings in this are no, like, like, yeah. a little insane. Well, she's right, related to macabre <laughs> that's it like you know and then i i find her as well swinging there but i find her and i don't react as i react in a more mature way i go oh that's too that oh that's too bad right yeah i don't sound let out scream because i'm a grocery man i keep going if you want okay uh, okay well i'm on a really old bike and i roll up and i'm an older bert now so i'm the neighbor on the other side of the house oh yeah and coincidentally, I am going through the same exact thing. As uh, William Cat? Yeah. Unfortunately, I was in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and I'm dealing with a, a spirit of my own, but nobody fucking cares because I ain't Roger Cobb, and I'm furious because I'm, I'm like trying to – I've got mm-hmm. – I can't only afford one video camera that I'm trying to record it on. I don't have all the tools and all that, but I'm getting scared shitless. I'm seeing like kids in the mirror and bathtub death, and, I, and I'm just not getting any joy. But one night – on my door, it's the, it's the European neighbor. I found a sitter. Let's hump. Let's get 
fucking humped and that's that's how uh that's awesome yeah what's her name we we should shout out that actress's name i think it's beard galahad or swamp shifts right close martindale's dog mary staven still around mary staven yeah and oh my god mindy sterling from the austin powers movies i didn't see her she's i don't i didn't recognize her yeah she's a swedish lady this actress she was Mm -hmm. miss world in 1977 She's in some James Bond movies, they said. One James Bond movie. They said, I think they said more than one. Am I wrong? How do you be in more than one? I don't know. That's why it said she was in. You're right. Octopussy and the other one. Still acting a little bit. She's also in Howling 5, The Rebirth. Which I'm a huge fan of. She's in Caddyshack 2. Do you think that at some point she was like, you know what? Maybe this isn't. Yeah, it looks like she played a background. In Octopussy, she played like a background. And then she actually had a a featured role in A View to a Kill. Look, man. That's how she got away with it. You got to incorporate something into your uh, everyday routine because of house mantra, screed, uh, fist pump. Hey, Oz, mm. finally here, pal. I feel like I already did. I feel like this, like I said at the beginning, I feel like this inspired me to like look at that fear a little differently. You know, yeah, Run you were talking. To, you were danger. talking about something involving fear. You never kind of. I did. It. I expl- completely explained. You just tuned out at the beginning. I was talking a lot, and I was talking about that. But you, I thought there was a specific scene that you were referring there to. There was, yeah. It's the scene when he opens the closet and sees the monster and oh, okay, grabs him. Right. And then that's he sets right, up. That's right. That's right. Instead of running away and freaking out, he, he sets up shop. Like he gets excited that it's happening rather than disturbed and scared that it's happening. Yeah, you're right. So I'll, 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 I'll try to live like William Cat does in this movie, like Roger Cobb or whatever his name is, and fail. I would not react that way, even though I wish I, I would. Go ahead. What about you? I'll just take it as, as basically as etched in stone that it's perfectly cool to bathe strangers children get them wet i mean start scrubbing it's perfectly cool license to wash i call it yeah okay <laughs> you skip care you skip character i'm the neighbor in the next the next house what was my character did i have a character yeah you, i thought you did did we do character or is it like a i'm the next sequel no this my sequel was the really funny hugh laurie thing I thought you were you a character? I'll do one just in case. I'm a monster that no one ever sees. Like no, no one ever. But I'm waiting in the. I'm waiting in the attic. I'm waiting for someone to come up in the attic. I can't wait. I'm there. I'm goofy looking, super bow legged, flabby, got a mohawk. You know, I, I look crazy. I look like a version of his fan, like a fan yeah. that he has, but like a like a garbage pill kid version of that fan. I'm waiting up there. I'm excited. Pretty soon, like none of the action ever comes up, so I'm I'm looking through the attic, just looking at stuff, reading the old magazine, the old TV guide. <laughs> just they're gonna come up here. I know it. Just I start talking to myself, start boosting them. You know, like look, don't get nervous. There's still time. I look out the little window up there and I see that cab pull up and the family reunited. I'm like, still could happen. They still could come up here at some point. <laughs> That's my character. Look, man, you've been trapped in the silent all these many years. Now it's time to take something from house. What you bring in? That's a good question. No, like that. Remember that. That swordfish, that huge plastic swordfish that comes alive and he ends up blowing a hole in with a shotgun, but then lets, lets out this little tiny scream of defeat but doesn't die. I would take that little swordfish and nurse it back to health. And, and you know what I would do? I would program it. I would nurse it back to health and then I would get it, teach it to talk. You know, like what's the big mouth billy, big, big mouth billy or whatever, the, mm-hmm. the big the bass that on the wall that you can press and it sings? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Of course. I would nurse this thing back to health, but I would teach it to rattle off William Katz's IMDb credits. I would just teach it, and that's what it would do. It just won't have a lot of by... won't have a lot of dialogue. 
That's how I. That's how I can do it. By the way, you talk about how we've tied this episode. This movie is tied to a lot of other films mm-hmm. that we've done on the show. Yeah, Swordfish. That's yeah, true. Let me see. Let me get. Let me. Let me give you an example here. Just so look at that fish, right? It's like hanging from a tree. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, River's End. River's End. He directed that one. <laughs> he was uh, Smalls in uh, Three Fifty Seven. He was Smalls. He was Matazana. Matazana and Sparks. These are like recent movies. He's still killing it, brother. Define killing it. He still shows up to work. He's in Mirrors too. Oh my god, he's in Mirrors too. Was that was that with Kiefer? No, the Kiefer is the first one. Nick Stallone. You know what? Here, I think most of his movies are going direct to refrigerators that have screens on them. (laughs) How dare you? You're such a jerk. Anyway, what about you? What's your? uh, I mean, obviously, I'm tempted to take those sweaters that I'm in love with. But my, yes. the climate on my island, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to wear a cable knit sweater on that beautiful. It doesn't. And I, you know, I, I, you know, there's a part of me that's like, well, that you know, there are some fetching people on that island on the, in that movie, and you know, some really charming creatures and stuff like that. But I think you know, I've got a lot of things on lock, but I don't have something that just is is a turnkey operation at midnight. You know, like I'd like to have that midnight closet. You know. Right like up against a cave wall, maybe midnight zooms up. I open it up and that burster comes out and I'm able to enjoy yeah. it for a few moments. And before it goes back into its hidey hole, like a cuckoo clock kind of thing. Did you call it a burster? Yeah. So midnight I'll just run up there and, you know, maybe I'll try different things. Maybe it pops out. I put a Groucho Marx glasses and mustache on it. I try to do that as it pops out. Maybe another time, you know, maybe I'll have a pinata waiting and it'll burst that pinata. You know, just a, just a really delightful companion for a brief, you know, few seconds every midnight. Maybe I'll, you know, lean into it a little bit every couple of times. Let it lean into me as it comes out, you know. Or maybe I'll just have, maybe I'll I'll have a bottle of wine that I, I don't have an opener. I'll, it'll, it'll burst and I'll time it so that it bursts the lid of that wine off, you know. Yes. Blow, maybe I'll have it pierce the, a birthday candle as it's, you know, put it out. Maybe I'll puncture a puncture a, a a bag of a human body the burst will come out at midnight clock bing I'll, I'll hold georgie at it. you know there's a lot of different cool shit you could do with that burster at midnight throw, throw a dish rag onto it as it comes out maybe kick sand at it like a fucking bully at the beach in the 50s and you'll be you know you'll see this happening across the way right and you'll be jealous of shit i think it's interesting that you mentioned they're throwing a rag over it because that's exactly what happens to that damn swordfish right. after he blows a hole in it. Is you it know? a rag that he throws over it? Dish towel. It's a big rag. You think it's a full towel? Yeah, I mean, one of the yeah, big big fish, big rag. No, go fuck yourself. <laughs>
eyes Your body boils up from within You thought you hated But it's eating you You My words won't fail Bring your pain 